I'm going to be reading today from a beautiful passage that I found on YouTube in a group called Grace for Purpose. I read a few phrases the other day which rang true to me, and they say, If you want to be distressed, then look within. If you want to be defeated, then look back at your past. If you want to be distracted, then look around you. If you want to be dismayed, then look ahead because no one knows what the future holds for them. And finally, if you want to be delivered, if you need to be delivered, then look up. Look up to Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. And the thing is, if your eyes are focused on anything other than Jesus Christ, then it's all negative. Everything will be bleak and dark. Because you can look within yourself for strength, you can look inside yourself for motivation or happiness. But in reality, on your own strength, you won't last very long. Sooner or later, life will bring something before you that requires a higher power than you. If you want to feel defeated, then of course, just look at your past. The devil will tell you that no one who comes from a background like yours, or with life circumstances that you have now, can ever amount to anything. The devil will tell you that God won't ever use someone with a history like yours. But this is why... You should have your eyes fixed on Jesus. He doesn't care what your past is. In fact, he will use your past. Jesus will turn your life around and demonstrate that he can take from you the lowest of the low points in life and use this for his glory. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus Because if you stray and wander, if you begin to look at what's around you, instead of looking at Jesus Christ, then you will get distracted. You will become preoccupied with things, with situations, and with events that don't even matter. Things that are of this world instead of those things that are eternal. Furthermore, I want you to know that if you want to be dismayed, If you want to be left feeling hopeless, then just try looking ahead. Try looking to the future on your own. Because the thing about the future is that it's unknown. It's unknown to all of us. We don't know what awaits our tomorrow. So if you focus on this, you will be dismayed, discouraged. And here's my point. When you focus on anything else other than Jesus Christ, you'll be left in a state of worry and dismay because everything is uncertain. But dear friend, when it comes to your past, keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. When it comes to your weakness, keep your eyes on Jesus. And when it comes to your future, keep your eyes on fixed on Jesus. With every single aspect of your life, 
Don't dare focus on what's around you. Don't focus on what's within you or even what's ahead of you. Simply focus on Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. Let us pray. King Jesus, I bow down to you, and I say that you are great and mighty, and you are worthy to be praised. I pray that the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, would help me to keep my eyes fixed on you, Jesus. Help me to be firm and set the Lord before me. Let me be not swayed or distracted by this world, but let me remain focused on the Lord always. Help me, Holy Ghost, that I may be disciplined, not to let my eyes wander or gaze at anything sinful. Father, your word says in Psalm 16, 8, I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Father, I will always keep you in front of me, ahead of my every step, in front of my every move. I will always let you, King Jesus, go before me, because so long as you are by my side, then I cannot be shaken. So take the lead, Master. Lord, have your way. I pray for the strength to keep fighting my carnal desire to take matters into my own hands. Instead, Father, I submit to you, and I will always keep my eyes on Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would help me to continually keep my eyes on the Lord always. If I'm struggling, then my eyes should be on Jesus. I pray whether times are hard or easy, my eyes are always firmly fixed on Jesus. I pray if I'm struggling, then my eyes should be on Jesus. I pray whether times are hard or easy, my eyes are firmly fixed on Jesus. Whether my friends are there or if they've abandoned me, may my eyes be fixed on Jesus. May I always stop during my day at any time if I feel dismay and remember to pray to you and say, my eyes are always to be fixed on Jesus Christ. In our Bible, Hebrews 12, 2 says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter, of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your love for me. All praise and honor be to the Most High, the Lamb of God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Please listen to this again and again as needed and be prepared at all times as we've discussed in this reading 
to keep our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus. At this time, I'm going to read from the New Testament book of John, chapter 14 through chapter 17. Chapter 14. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No. I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me, and because they love me, My Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Judas, not Judas Iscariot, but the other disciple with that name, said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? 
Jesus replied, All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I am telling you is from the Father who sent me. I am telling you these things now while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember what I have told you. I am going away, but I will come back to you again. If you really loved me, you would be happy that I am going to the Father, who is greater than I am. I have told you these things before they happen, so that when they do happen, you will believe. I don't have much more time to talk to you, because the ruler of this world approaches He has no power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me, so that the world will know that I love the Father. Come, let's be going. Chapter 15, Jesus, the True Vine I am the true grapevine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. 
love each other. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally, they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They will do all this to you because of me, for they have rejected the one who sent me. They would not be guilty if I had not come and spoken to them, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Anyone who hates me also hates my father. If I hadn't done such miraculous signs among them that no one else could do, they would not be guilty. But as it is, they have seen everything I did, yet they still hate me and my father. This fulfills what is written in their scriptures. They hated me without cause. But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. Chapter 16. I have told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith, for you will be expelled from the synagogues, and the time is coming when those who kill you will think they are doing a holy service to God. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now, so that when they happen, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a while longer. But now I am going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I have told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father, and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the Spirit of Truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of His own on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. In a little while, you won't see me anymore. But a little while after that, you will see me again. Some of the disciples asked each other, What does he mean when he says, In a little while you won't see me, but then you will see me, and I am going to the Father? And what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it. So he said, Are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said, In a little while you won't see me, but a little while after that you will see me again. I tell you the truth. 
You will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to a wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the father directly and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. I have spoken of these matters in figures of speech, but soon I will stop speaking figuratively and will tell you plainly all about the father. Then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the father on your behalf. For the father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. Yes, I came from the Father into the world, and now I will leave the world and return to the Father. Then his disciples said, At last you are speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we understand that you know everything and there's no need to question you. From this we believe that you came from God. Jesus asked, Do you finally believe? But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now. When you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Chapter 17. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you, for you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you, for I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. 
I guarded them so that not one was lost, except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world, so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them, so they can be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, but for also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me, so they may be one as we are one. I am in them, and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me and even before the world began. O righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. Thank you for listening to the Bible reading today, and please come back and look for more wonderful episodes about Christ Jesus our Lord. Thanks again for listening. God bless.